Hey, this is Dan Grubb, and that is Aaron Fletcher-Smith. Oh, God, I've been found. <laughs> this is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama. Music! <laughs> I like that. It's my uh, loving tribute to Gilbert Gottfried. May he rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried died. Yeah. Like a few hours ago, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Imminently. Um, yeah. It's really. I was really I was really sad. I, I saw that pop up on Twitter and then it popped up like on the top headline of Reddit. And I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Yeah. You're going to take him away, too? Uh, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, he and John Ritter are chasing down that problem child in heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. Get back here! Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I guess the, I guess the kid who's probably grown up by now would need to die, too, for that scenario to really happen. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, it'd be, like, very cruelly karmic. If the actor who played the problem child is like, ha ha, I finally escaped or something like that. <laughs> now I'm free to do <laughs> my... Got him! <laughs> Got him. <laughs> they find out, wait a minute, someone's been poisoning Gilbert Gottfried for years. Yeah, right, right. He, built, he slowly built up a blockage in all of, all of his necessary tubes and servos. Go. Um, Michael Oliverius played the role of Junior in the first two Problem Child movies. And so uh, wherever, a, a key role in the death of Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, wherever wherever Michael Oliverius is, we need to check to make sure that he hasn't been slowly poisoning Gilbert Gottfried and John Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that Son got of dark a bitch. Problem, anyway. problem adult. Yeah, that's yeah. going to be the about New York a problem child. <laughs> that'll be the New York Post headline when he's caught. It'll be yeah. his mugshot. It says problem adult. Problem adult. And they'll put yeah. a bowl cut photoshopped on him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because our entire media consuming culture is collectively 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, duh. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to see that. Oh, uh, uh, look at these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he looks like when he was in the movie. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of things from when we were kids, um, yeah. this week's topic is uh, video game music. Um, oh, hey. Oh, hey. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, the, oh, what is, what is it? Oh, ST original soundtrack. OST original soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, and something near and dear to my heart, Nintendo cover bands. Yes. Oh god, oh, I have a yes. hole on my YouTube account. Um, you know, you go in and you have your like library and you have your different pra- playlists, not playlists. Mm-hmm. That's when you're like, "Oh, please <laughs> won't uh uh, I tried to think really quick of an account that I follow. Oh, please, let Don Giller do a supercut of really great Letterman 
interviews again. A, a prey list is what happens when you fall down the stairs. Oh, Jesus, oh, I'm oh, falling. Help. Oh, oh no. Jesus. Oh, oh, Jesus, I hit another step. Oh, Jesus, I'm not stopping. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this hurts. Oh, Jesus, please help. Oh, Jesus, I've hit the floor. Oh, Jesus, I hope nothing's broken. That was Eddie That's Murphy, right? List. Help me. Help. Uh, yeah, I'm I mean, halfway you know. down the stairs now. Oh, I'm halfway down <laughs> oh, the Jesus. stairs. Yeah. Uh, Murphy. I really took that from him. Oh no, Jesus! Oh Jesus! Oh God! Oh, yeah. oh, I'm halfway down now. Help me! Help me! Yeah, that bit um, makes me crack up every time I hear it. Oh my God! Yeah. I, I can't wait till he's doing stand up again. He's been talking about it for like five years. Oh, I really hope. I'm, wherever, it whenever it happens, I'm going. Yeah, that's like the yeah. show of a lifetime. Um, but anyway, one of, of all my, uh, I have a lot of playlists in YouTube and, uh, some of them are just albums. Some of them are a whole series like the young ones. One of them is, uh, Nintendo rock sandwiches being made. Yes. And one of them is Nintendo rock is, uh, yes. 87 different videos (laughs) of various bands, uh, uh, playing Nintendo songs in like, rock bands. I, I do have to thank you for sharing to me your playlist of the sounds of making a bologna sandwich. That has yeah. helped me so much uh, uh, mentally, emotionally, physically. It's it's just like as the the mayonnaise comes out and then you know you can hear um, the slaps of bologna. Oh, sorry, going the down. knife scraped the plate. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, just you know putting the the little bit of lettuce on there, and just a single slice, a single slice of uh, tomato, no more. Uh, I think if you have not less. if you have lettuce on your bologna sandwich, that is the fanciest bologna sandwich on earth. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a blo- that I mean, it's it's uh, like this isn't you processed. haven't lived. You haven't lived until you've had a bologna sandwich with uh, lettuce and tomato. My God, so, I believe it's the bologna sandwich BLT. supreme. Yeah, yeah. Would you say the McBLT? It's it's no, it's the it's the. Well, I was gonna say that it was the BLT, but then I remember that the BLT was taken by a far inferior sandwich. Um, <laughs> so I guess you'd have to call it the Bologan tea. Bologan uh, tea, yeah. There you go. Yes, the Bologan tea. Yes, which is a small country um small city i apologize in the uh, country of Liechtenstein, which is entirely landlocked it's true it's true yeah yeah which is the reason they have no naval fleet they've tried though yeah lord knows, um, lord knows they've tried but then again in norway it's yeah. the uh if you are wearing a short sleeve shirt yeah. with a picture of meat on it uh that's a belogan mm-hmm. tee Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yeah, for true. sure, the Bologna tea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, the the best uh, seasoning to put on that? Bologna yes. Yes. So you were talking about video game soundtracks? Bolognese, that's a thing, isn't it? Is that like yeah, a I soup? I think so. What's bolognese? I don't know. Uh, tomato bolognese, I think that's it. Uh, I don't know. Let's go to the judges. Judges! I don't know. Put an audio clip in here or not. I don't care. Oh, wait. No, it's pasta. Bolognese uh, okay. sauce. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, customarily used to dress 
tagliatelle al ragu and lasagna a la bolognese yeah 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 it's a meat sauce oh, got it got it okay it's a meaty sauce meat sauce god i can't believe you didn't know that aaron you're so stupid i hate you get off my show Readers, if you think that Aaron is completely stupid for not knowing about bolognese sauce, call into one eight hundred like orama and uh, hit the the two on your mobile phone to um, uh, send him to the pits of hell. To do a poop. Yes, exactly. And when I said get off my show, um, pretend that I was menacing and authoritative, like Harrison Ford, and pointing at you. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, uh, like Air Force One. No, I mean... Get I, off I, my show. <laughs> I, did a, I did a complimentary little poop my pants based on how scary you were when you did that. So Good, that's, thank that you. That one's free. That one's for the viewers. <laughs> You're handsome. Yep. <laughs> you smell nice. Aw, thanks, complimentary little poop. Oh, wow. I'm just a little guy. I love what you've done with the place. You've got a green thumb. He's, oh, he's, sorry. He's, I, that's from sticking it up there after I ate <laughs> all those uh, pistachios. He's just farting around in there, you know what I mean? Yeah, literally. Literally. Anyway. Um, he's so little that he's ping-ponging off the colonial walls, colonic walls. Yeah. I imagine it would sound elastic. You know what it's you know what it's like? If it's if you're a really tiny, tiny poop and you're falling down up and then across and then down the large intestine because that's how the large intestine is shaped. Yes. Um I bet you it's like when um, kids go to uh, Sky Zone or those bounce trampoline houses, you know, where it's like the, the whole inside of the activity center is just trampolines everywhere. Uh, but instead of oh, yeah, being yeah. a small child for whom you have to sign a medical liability waiver, it's just a poop. So you don't have to worry about it. You know? Yeah, they don't it, have it bodies have or health. Right, exactly. Doesn't have teeth that you have to, you know go get replaced after a stupid kid kicks them out it's just a poop you know and then nothing to worry about you know? yeah and you can sneak it in and it's... and put it in someone's drink they love it why would you do that that's disgusting oh, sorry what the I've, hell? I've been uh, i've been oh reading my god i've been reading that book about uh being a jerk to people so they like you yeah yeah Please, please don't read that book any further. Um, that's do the opposite of reading that book. So I should sneak poops out of trampoline <laughs> businesses. Yes. yes, you should go into the bathrooms and locate any unflushed poops and extract them. <laughs> right. Make sure they're safe. Yeah, get them out on the curb. Line them up so that they can leave like ducklings and then, you know, just stand near them and cheer for them, you know. Go! Be free! Sometimes they listen. Sometimes they listen. It depends on how inclement the weather is that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh... 
Yeah, I think that was chapter seven of the game. Was <laughs> the um, game? Yeah, that book about how to uh, be a monster and girls. Oh, like you. right, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I forgot that we talked about that. the 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 sequel to that. The game too is it, yeah. it it extrapolates all that into the larger world of uh, right. not just making squishy bedroom noises, but also how to be yeah. a uh, an entire holistic piece of crap, not just right. a piece of crap towards women. Right, which is actually very accurately captured in the subtitle for that book, which is the uh, the gang two: how to get poo poo out of out of your hoodly doo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, well hoodly doo. That's my favorite trampoline park. Yeah. Well said and eloquently articulated by the uh, writers of that book. Good job, Franklin. Fake name. Franklin Delano fake name. Yes. Franklin Delano <laughs> real guy. Yeah. Yeah. A true member of society and a pillar of the community. A, a true member of, of uh, the human race and reality. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right, right. Very proud of him for his existence. Uh, yeah, we, good we job. All, Gold stars. Yeah. yeah. All around. So what's your favorite Nintendo cover band? <laughs> um i like game over um darlene and the donkey steppers it is indeed darlene and the donkey steppers um they you know when they get those five mules up there around darlene and they just have them cloppity clop i mean this is almost better than a percussion section at that point yeah you know you don't need rhythm you just need donkeys that's the that was their third album. Yeah, exactly. You don't need Ripper, you just need Stompins. Yeah. 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 And then and, you'd uh, get Darlene up there and she belted out. She said, Ah don't need rhythm. I just got these donkeys. And then the donkeys are in the back going, <laughs> They're trying to back her up. I mean, Lord knows they try. You know, they put their all into it, but they never hit the same notes that Darlene does. <laughs> oh, man. A for effort. You know what? You know, I'm going to count this one as a good day because a for I got effort. you to crack up. <laughs> a for effort, B for burrow. That was, yeah. their, <laughs> was their sophomore release. Yeah, that was the second album. Yeah, the first album is self-titled. <laughs> With such key hits as Brain in the Bushes and I Got My Mule on You. <laughs> uh, remember when we saw them in like 2003, they opened for Tennessee Jerry and the Mucklucks? That was a great show. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. They were part of Jamma Lama Live. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Darlene and the Ding Dang Donkey Steppers. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they didn't change the name and add the Ding Dang until many years later after mm-hmm. uh, Herb the Donkey passed on. But, um, yeah, by then they were only down to three and a half donkeys. Um, 
Yeah, they why got, they uh, carried those legs around? It just it boggles the mind. And uh, I mean, you wouldn't think when there is half a donkey that it would be the top half. You'd think it would right. be the front or the back, but not the, right. not just the bottom. I don't and, know whatever well, happened to the top half, but you know. The uh, the urban legend is that's why yeah. you don't lean out of a bus window on the highway. That's true. Well, they kept the the top half of the donkey alive using an iron lung because you know this. Of course, this was the oh, you know, is that what sixties seventies with you know this is the smallpox era. So yeah, know, I mean, I guess they, they have... after the after the vaccines and all, the, you know, they they had all yeah. these iron lungs laying around. You right. got to do something right. with them. Yeah, and so you know they played the top you half of the donkey almost like an accordion. And so they'd get him out there on the stage. And, yeah, right. They'd have the other donkeys. Exactly. The other donkeys would be trying their best to try and hit Darlene's uh, contralto A-sharp. And yeah. uh, then they'd roll out the half donkey in the iron lung. And he'd be like, <laughs> And that would be it, you know. That, that, I mean, that was the end of the show. It, and, you know, what a medical and musical breakthrough yeah, of exactly. adding a keyboard to the larynx of a donkey. Yeah. Of a and now, I, now is that donkey technically a cyborg? Since it's half no, mule, half machine. No, a cyborg machine? is a half human, half machine. Uh, this would be a side donk. Oh. Yes. Yes. I thought it would be. Uh, no, isn't it cybernetic organism? An android has the and, like andro, and, andro meaning. Like anthrop- yeah. anthropomorphic anthropology. No, they get that name because their first names are all Anne. I mean, it's it's written right oh. there in the name. Anne Droid. So that's right? why in that's Star why Wars, names, they're just called droids can, is because none of them are named Anne. Yeah, if, I mean, that's why, like, so if you're ever worried that there are any androids in your neighborhood... All you have to do is just open the phone book and look for someone and? whose name is Anne Droid, and 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 that's it. Yeah. And then you know because you know they they think they're being uh, inconspicuous, but they're really not. They haven't figured that one out yet. How come in episode one, they never referred to R two or three PO as Annie's Droid? They could have made Annie Annie's Annie Droid. Because right this there. is before the lexicon was established, and George, oh, George, right. George was Lucas was big ago. on uh, yeah, he in a galaxy far, far away. He I was all big about on the long time ago part. Right, he, he was breaking all the rules, and you know he he wasn't a big fan of um, uh, establishment terminology. So you know, anyway, at this point we went on to a morbid digression. Oh. Readers, if you think we should call out, uh, cut out the last minute because we uh, got very morbid, uh, dial in 1-800-LYCO-RAMA. Let I'm us know. That bitch right should now. be cut. That's great. Wow. Oh, you're on. You you Somehow Hello? you made it on. Hello. Hello? This is, uh, is the this... Dan and Aaron LYCO-RAMA. Is that Dan? The, the, wait, this is Dan, and you're calling Dan. Hello? Is Dan there? Um... I, I think I think you cannot be the co-host of the show and also call in at the same time. I think that ends up creating a feedback loop of some sort. This is bullshit. I was gonna tell him I'm a uh, you know a fan, try to get something signed, maybe a selfie, and he won't even respond. Wow. Well, 
Uh, that's the problem. Wow. We can only afford one Dan. You're the good um, one, Aaron. I'll put it that oh, way. That guy uh, sucks. Yeah, I know. I, I've Jeez. been telling him that for years, but, you know, of course he won't listen to me, so. Son of a bitch. Well, yeah. whatever. Bye. Okay, bye. Click. Hey, I'm back. What? I couldn't get through. Oh, uh, yeah, some asshole. I feel like you missed ass. Yeah. I was yelling. You couldn't, uh, uh, couldn't hear me. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. <sighs> it's just some asshole called in. Technology sucks. I'm going to go live in the woods. Oh, crap. I have to finish this podcast and put it on the internet with my phone first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's critically important to national security that you finish this first. Technology sucks. I'm going to get on an app and order some junk food from a stranger and pay oh. them in crypto. Oh, um, if you're doing that, uh, can you uh, Bitcoin me some fried pickles? Yeah. Sweet. You want them e-fried or fried 2.0? I want them. I want them uh, broiled in Ethereum batter. Ooh. Uh, yeah, because that's that's the one the bottom fell out on that cryptocurrency recently. Oh, is that I, I don't uh, know. Doge chips? No, Doge. Doge. I don't know how to pronounce it. Doge. I, I wonder if a a I wonder if a controversy exists around that the same way that a controversy exists around pronouncing uh, graphics interchange format. Right. I think you I, mean, I, I think you mean graphics interchange yeah. format. I technically do, depending on how <laughs> many listeners feel that it should be pronounced that way. Yes. Don't want to lose any listeners. You know what I, mean? I want to lose them. You want to lose them? Self-righteous the bastards. Yeah. Readers, if you would like to... Uh, uh, have Dan pronounce uh, graphics interchange format the acronym uh, incorrectly so that uh, we could lose you by the droves. Call in to and tell uh, us which way is wrong. Danny likes it, uh, and and let us know what your thoughts are on uh, how to pronounce graphics interchange format the yeah. acronym. If it's GIF, press one. If it's GIF, press two. If it's Geif, press three. If you think Robin should die, press four. If you think Robin should live, press five. If you think uh, Robin is pronounced wrong and it should be Robine, press seven. Right. And finally, if you think it's pronounced Geif, just (laughs) hang up the phone. I like that. We're done. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna start pronouncing it Geif. Yeah, I'm gonna pronounce it Geif until somebody tells me to please stop. Um, so, do you think people uh, will know what I'm talking about with the, the press a number for Robin to die? That was a thing in the Batman comic. This, uh, um, oh God, Dark Horse Comics did that, right? No, Death in the Family. No. It was DC. Oh, it's even Batman, before. Death in the Family. It was uh, Jason Todd. Uh, the Joker had him and his mom in a warehouse with bombs and uh, they had a 1-900 number for you to call and vote on whether Robin lives or dies. And the readers, the readers decided that he should die (laughs) because teenage boys are great. They are nice and good 
and not edgy <laughs> and stupid. I think he should die. I hate me to die. <laughs> let's, let, let's kill him. <laughs> yeah, right. Hate you, Mom, Dad. I'm going to kill Robin. I'm going to make sure that it shows up in my favorite comic book that this random character who exists in no further than two dimensions is going to die. Yeah, that'll yeah. show your dad. <laughs> that'll show Love you for me not now. Let me. <laughs> Love yeah. me now. That'll show you for not letting me borrow the Nissan Altima. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Game Over is great. Yeah. Um, their I, one big one was, uh, Little Max Confession, which is one of my very favorite yes. Nintendo cover songs, which, oh uh, uh, Game Over, they were, uh, I believe a Swedish band. Yeah. Swedish, maybe Norwegian. They were Scandinavian, I think Swedish, and, um... Yeah, it's very double bass, man. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. That yeah. might have been the first Nintendo cover band song that I heard because when I was at WUVT, FM 90.7 Blacksburg, um, uh, my friend had a show on like Saturday morning or Sunday morning or something, and I woke up in my dorm sophomore year and i heard this and i was like whoa what's that right. uh and then luckily he announced it and so i got on the internet um and i got on napster and downloaded it and i went to their website and downloaded a better copy from there because they're like here have it um and yeah it was awesome and the, he put lyrics it was the uh the mike well it wasn't mike tyson's punch out because he was a big rapist um, and now he has a movie and TV career. Yay. Mm. More they, he, yeah. Mike Tyson, he shouldn't have a career. Neither should Roman Polanski. I don't know. But, um, the, uh, punch out. Cause they took Mike Tyson off the video game after he was, uh, a felon. And, uh, but yeah, they put lyrics to it. So it's like, It was so good. Uh, and yeah, the... the yeah. It was so just like slashy and metal and fun and stupid. It was great. I absolutely love that they were able to capture with... Um, uh, a metal uh, with with basically you know the the rock and roll guitars, the woo 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 of uh, yeah. the spin out. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you get knocked out. Oh, it's so yeah. good. I but yeah. Once I was yeah. at that, just like kicked open a door for me culturally, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> if they did that, maybe because I knew, um, like I had heard, you know. 
oh, here's an orchestra playing Mario Brothers. How right. fun. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Well, it's that's not so awesome, pleasant. but it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the same people, they'd be like, we're going to play the Star Wars theme and then Back to the Future and then mm-hmm. Super Mario. Right. You know, here's your pop culture concert. And I was like, all right, that's kind of neat. That's um, yeah. And then I heard a, uh, a live track from Mr. Bungle that I found probably on Napster. And, uh, <clears throat> and they played some Super Mario music from Super Mario yeah. 1 and 2. That was amazing. And they, they kind of faded in, faded out of the different Mario themes. That was so Yeah, fun. yeah, that was great. And, you know, they was, that was when they had saxophone players and stuff. It was, yeah, that was mm-hmm. super cool. Um, but, yeah, once I heard Game Over, I was like, I got to find more of this. And um, the NE Eskimos were around by then. And the Advantage was around by then. Um, the advantage is a really good one. It's, uh, if any music snobs, uh, remember a band called Hella, it was a bass player and a drummer. And I saw them once and they were fun because they would just like sit there and talk and go, what do you want to do this time? Like a 13, eight. Yeah. Okay. 13, eight. And then they would play a song in 13, (laughs) eight time. I'm not even going to spend the time to try and figure out how that bumpity bumps. That's oh my amazing. god! It was so much so fun real. watching that. Yeah. Um, but the the guitar player, I guess it's guitar and drums, not bass and drums. Anyway, the guitar player from no, the drummer from that band was the guitarist in the Advantage. Okay. All right. Um, and they were like ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand four, like that kind of span. They mm. they got together around two thousand and they lasted for a little while. Um, and they put out at least two CDs that you can like go buy. Um, unlike most of these folks, because it's a whole, you know, licensing and payments and stuff. Right. Right. Um, and you know, if you're a band from like San Diego or whatever, how do you get a licensing fee to who, you know, whoever composed it in the eighties, maybe they're alive or not. It's complicated. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the advantage, they were really good. Um, I love their cover of Contra, the, uh, the boss theme from Contra. heard the advantages cover of contra i'm really curious about that now oh it's so good later um the uh and then the main one that i followed i found out um the mini bosses and i adore the mini bosses oh my god yes um because the others they would do like i don't know how to describe it the some of them they would do like here's a two-minute song that's like this one stage from this game like the advantage did the moon level from ducktales which is a great Mm -hmm. song yeah um but the mini bosses would do like a suite of Mega Man 2 and it would be that thing was 
gorgeous. I loved that one. And it was probably like 75% of the music from that video game. Yeah. Like they didn't do Woodman, but they did. I know they did Airman and Bubble Man and Dr. Wily yep. and I think Flash Man, Crash Man, maybe Metal Man or Heat Man. Anyway. It was three levels and then they did, um, and at least one of them was Airman. And yeah, then they it, did it, the yeah, Dr. Airman Wily's and Bubble Man. And it was also like, I think it was the order that it's easiest to beat the game in because it's air. You do Airman, then Bubble Man, then Heat Man or Fire Man. I think Fire Man was Mega Man 1. Heat Man was Mega Man 2, I think. Um, Anyway, blah, blah, blah. But um, but yeah, it was great. And it was just these like nerds from MIT or something like that. One of them fancy schools. Right. Um. And, uh, and yeah, they, they played a good long time and they also put out a few records, like maybe four albums. Um, and yeah, like they did, uh, Castlevania one, two, and three, which are just some of the best music period, uh, let alone video game music. Um, but their Contra like sweet um i really love because it's the same thing they go level one level two level three level four and it's all the different parts and they do like the little transitions like in uh uh mega man 2 they do the yep oh my god it was so good when you beat the level it's so freaking cool it's so satisfying and like And like a lot of it's nostalgia, but a lot of it's just like, yeah, yeah that song kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and because they were a metal band, it's the flair and the sting on it was just so freaking good. Yeah. So impressive. Yeah. yeah, a lot of style, a lot of taste. And it was twin guitars. It was two guitarists syncopated at the same time. Yeah. Um, and sometimes one would, you know, it was sometimes lead and rhythm. But sometimes they were going at the same time and like one would be a third above the other. So it was it had that like complicated sort of like square pattern. You know, because the the thing that took me so long to understand um, is how a sound wave is round up and down and up and down. Right. Um, Like a sine wave is round up and down. But the video games, it was a square. Yeah. And it had these like 90 degree corners. Um, Right. And, you know, so when you listen to like chiptune or, you know, if Mm -hmm. someone's playing a Game Boy like a keyboard, it's these square corners in the sine wave. And so that's why it has that, like that computerized robotic cubic kind of sound to it, that grainy gritty sound to it. It, It's just such a unique thing. It's so cool. And you know, one of the things that I absolutely love about this, uh, about that sound, the square wave sound, uh, the, the kind of 
garbagey, junky synth synth sound that that um, you get out of the video game music from the Nintendo, from the Super Nintendo, etc., um, is that it holds a very fond, nostalgic place in our hearts, uh, almost subconsciously. Um, it forms one of the many cornerstones of um, synthwave, which is yet another like Arama that I continue to. Uh, kick down the road uh, but right, I do right. want to do it eventually um, <clears throat> but it's the um, it's the fact that all of the songs have this like I swear that the, the, the guys whoever did the music for the Acclaim video game soundtracks those mm. dudes were like on freaking point <laughs> because they did the music for um, let me think here uh, Bionic Commando for Contra for um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I was gonna which, say TMNT. I think they did yeah. Battletoads. Was yeah. that a, a claim or Konami? Uh, I think that was Konami. Okay. Um, well, they had good ones too, like Ninja Gaiden. Oh God, Konami. Konami yeah, Konami's uh, songs were also just banging, and it w- it wasn't like rock and roll, but right. Each, each one had the same pace and rhythm and kind of like um, adventurous beat to it that like uh, it was it was like this weird digitized mishmash of cartoon background music for action TV shows of the time. Yeah, I was just going to say was very it's, weird. Some of it was like 80s Saturday morning cartoon theme songs. Right. But grainier and with a, a, a faster beat and maybe sped up a little bit, you know, so there's a, a little more oomph to it. Right, exactly. I also, you know, I got to wonder, I got to, yeah, this is, this is a, a fun science project to go look at at some point is, uh, I wonder if the, um, and now I'm trying to pull this from the back of my head. I wonder how many of the early Nintendo games um, had all their music in straight 4-4 time or 2-4 time. uh, Or, I guess in the case of the original Mario Brothers game, 3-4 time. And I wonder how many of them... For the underwater level, yeah. Right. I wonder at what point in the evolution of video game music... um, came stuff like uh, uh, a swing a swing beat or like a um, delayed quarter um, and a uh, or sorry a delayed quarter and an eighth note you know like when you hold the hold the quarter um, because right, right. I I almost feel like like you can write that in music but I wonder if the logic to even be able to do that was there in these very very early like in the in the atari and in the nintendo i wonder if the ability to do licks and stuff like that was even in those that like because i mean you're talking about only like eight bits maybe 16 bits of uh memory devoted to the music and you had to pull it off of those nintendo cartridge cards that you plugged in yeah i I don't know that's i'm gonna go look at that later that would be kind of interesting to figure out I imagine that they weren't restricted to 4-4, but that 
you know, f- thinking back, it, most of it was. Yeah. I But I think that was more because that's what most of all, you know, mainstream music is, is 4-4. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I think it was more just the norms of like classical music and soundtracks rather than yeah. technical limitations. Right, and then taking the rules that worked and just applying them. Yeah, yeah. which is fair. Yeah. And, um, well, I guess any time signature would really work, but something that made me think about that, um, if it's a regular time signature, that makes it easier to copy and, to copy and paste. And the thing, the reason that these soundtracks had to be so good is if you're on an 8-bit system playing... You know, you're a um, a square blob in a side scroller, uh, right. shooting dots at other square blobs. Mm-hmm. Um, the music for it needs to be pretty good. It has to be right. catchy. It yeah. has to keep your attention, and you don't want it to get like, "Oh my god, I'm so tired of this song." Ugh. Right, right. I'm bored um, of this. Why is this? so boringly repetitive you have to have enough yeah. uh, bars of the music to have the person listening along be like oh i'm waiting for that hook that that little hook yeah. that they included in the song you know yeah the uh you know and when it's that like 60 second loop or 40 second loop or whatever right yeah like you want because it could it's if you're playing it for eight hours you're going to hear it for eight hours hell yeah if you're not yep. good at that level um, <laughs> I can think of a few levels like that. Um, you know what my favorite mean, like, thing to do was was to jump uh, when I was when I was in Mega Man Two. I don't know if they saw this in the other Mega Mans because I played the hell out of Mega Man Two, but um, I loved to have Mega Man jump when he was entering um, the uh, the kind of like oh the the uh, boss like the airlock gate yeah like yeah the airlock yeah gate yeah before you go into I the did boss that level. too. Because if you can jump him at the same time that the gate is opening, it causes, like, there's a bunch of data being dumped from the game cartridge into the processor at the same time. So much so that it'll slow down the timing for a hair on the, uh, everything that's going to the, um, the, the, uh, the TV and to the speakers. So you'll get the whole game, including the soundtrack, to, like, hold to like slightly freeze for a second while that stupid gate opens ching 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 yeah so everything will sl- yeah everything will slow down you know it's like anytime i could get that to happen i was like ah i messed with the game little glitch take that game that i love oh man yeah that was fun uh i you know what I really loved was um, in Punch Out the training uh, song where you, where the coach is on the bike and Little Mac is in the pink right. uh, jumpsuit running on the street behind it. That's yeah. one of the best um, songs that I've yeah. heard on a Nintendo, and it you would get to the end and it would show your password and you could just let it play. Right. And just have the music keep going and you could hear that all day. Oh, that was so good. And it was, I mean, it, it was really like, you know, 
eye of the tiger rocky kind right. of energy uh right. not it wasn't really that style but it was that energy of like yeah let's go right right <laughs> You mentioning that made me think of um, two completely different uh, old Nintendo video game soundtracks that I really liked. Um, one of which is uh, Paperboy. Just oh, because that was a great the, game. The music was so silly and dopey, but yeah. it was just the loop of it was it was very it was very proto Sim City. It was like before mm. Sim City, before Sims. It had this same like I don't know, like it was the best happy pleasant suburban like bippity boppity <laughs> yeah um but it yeah, got very cartoony certain point after trying to get one newspaper into that one red neighbor's house uh or that <laughs> one you know white neighbor's house once followed by the red house where the dog comes running out after you i hated you that do it about dog. the 362 times and on the 363rd you're like i finally made it you know Hooray. that music gets ingrained in your brain for the rest of your life yeah so. um Another awesome one was in Castlevania 2, um, the, uh, oh, what a terrible night to have a curse. What a horrible night to have a curse. And the song was called Bloody Tears. If you go on YouTube ah. and search for Castlevania 2 Bloody Tears, you will get 4,000 YouTube guitarists playing this song. <laughs> good and i mean there's orchestras playing it there's metal right. bands playing it there's a right. violin lady who plays it that all that oh, wow um there's a i uh a, a guy that i like this uh polish guy maro maro m-a-r-o m-a-r-o he does a lot of these and his uh now he does uh what's it called synthophone or something okay stylophone that's it stylophone Okay. He he plays with stylophones now, uh, the last couple years. But um, if you go way back in his videos, because he's got style, right? Um, if you go way back, there's a lot of like uh, shredding guitars and uh, a lot of 
video games and there's one where he has like candelabras around him and he's in like some <laughs> gothic mask and he plays Castlevania 2 and the finale of it is Bloody Tears and you're just like oh, yeah cool. like that's by the time so cool. by the time he gets to that you're like yes 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 uh, the, oh um, man it rules the, I the dirty secret here I never played Castlevania it was oh know, it was like, great yeah, I somehow, I don't know. It was just one that didn't interest me com, com, compared to the other stuff that was out there. I played a, a bunch of RC Pro-Am, Micro Machines. Ooh. Uh, played the heck out of um, Bionic Commando. Uh, yeah. Uh, Outrun, Cruisin' USA. I, I can't remember. There was a version of Cruisin' that was on the Nintendo, and I loved that yeah. one. It was like the perspective like, racing. Uh... I th- that might have been N64 by the time Cruisin' came out. Okay, okay. But uh, there was a Cruisin' but, USA that was on N64, and it was also on, like, arcades, and everybody yeah. played it at the arcade. But yeah. there was a version even before that. It may, oh. have been called, it may have been called OutRun, but it was like you're oh, okay. looking at the taillights of a Ferrari, and uh, the controls are, like, extremely limited. F, right, right, F-Zero... Right. Oh, no, I really love the racing F-Zero, game. F-Zero, yeah. F-Zero, by the way, talk about a video game soundtrack. Yeah, oh, my that's God. another one that gets covered a lot. People they love that They didn't have one. to go hard, but they did when they did F-Zero <laughs> soundtrack. Holy baloney, man. You turned it in to the, to the video game producer, and you're like, wow, you did not have to do it this good. Yeah. You could, you could have phoned this in, buddy. Oh my god, it's so freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when you said RC Pro Am, that took me back. It was 1988 again. Oh man. That was I hated that game when I was little. Yeah. But my brother liked it. But uh when I got a little older, I was like, oh, I get how you control it. Okay, cool. And oh man. That was a big fun game. RC Pro Am. What a fun like eat and like slap together today. It would just be like, this is stupid. The graphics are terrible. The controls are hard, but it's like, no, it's awesome. Do you know what the stupidest, dopiest game I've, I've probably ever played was? And yet the soundtrack for it was such a like ridiculously good earworm that I'll never be able to get it out of my head. Was All right, um, let me guess. Let me guess. All right, a go stupid, ahead. A stupid, terrible game with a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, Goonies 2. I never played that game. I will that have was, to see That was not it. very good. Okay. All right. I, I don't know. What, what was it? It was Acclaim's Bigfoot. It was like. Oh. I was such a, like, as a little oh, kid. Oh, the monster I, I, truck? The monster truck. Yeah. I was thinking, like, a Sasquatch, but the monster no, truck. Okay. No, and I wanted, like, right. I, I liked monster trucks when I was a kid, and I thought that was so cool. The way that you drove Bigfoot. You're so from North Carolina. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You goddamn right. Um, the when way we drive you... to, um, when we go to the Outer Banks, the yeah. route we take, to get to Hatteras yeah. takes us right past uh I think it's Gravedigger. Oh hell yeah. And it's just like sitting there on the on the road like there is Gravedigger, that's where it lives. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of remember that that they're they're both they're uh, based out there in the Carolina coast, but yeah. Um 
the uh, the way that you controlled Bigfoot in the game was that imagine uh, a, a typical NES controller. You had to hold the left and the right side of the D-pad, and you had to furiously stab the left and the right. You had to go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, to drive Bigfoot. And I oh. do not understand to this day why you had to do it. I've That's watched weird. YouTube. Yeah, I've watched YouTube videos on it. It's like you would imagine, just like any other typical racing game, if you set up a side scroller, which is what Bigfoot was, then you would hold the controller and Bigfoot would be aiming to the right of the screen that you would right. press right on the D-pad and Bigfoot would start driving and you'd, I don't know, use A to jump and B to, you know, turbo. But no, they had you <laughs> go left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, as fast as you could. And if you made a jump and you didn't stick the landing, Bigfoot would get like, this is not programmed into the game. I'm pretty sure this was a glitch. Bigfoot would get stuck in the ground texture below <laughs> where he was supposed to land. And you could still get Bigfoot to kind of like eke its way forward. And you would see little lines of the Bigfoot pixel in between the lines of the ground that were not being rendered until eventually it fell down whatever, you know, chunk of code hole they hadn't, you know, rendered for that area of the ground, which was not supposed to be where Bigfoot landed anyway. And well, you clearly did not go to a lot of monster truck rallies as a kid because yeah. if you did, you yeah. would know that whenever Bigfoot missed a landing just a little right. bit it got right. stuck in the ground and slowly dug itself further into the dirt leaving a trail right. of um you know pieces of muffler and hubcap and stuff yeah that's exactly right yeah i it didn't was, go to the right monster truck rallies apparently that's why <laughs> that's why it was the most famous monster truck yeah. was because yeah. it was such a crazy show yeah that, yeah that's true yep and there goes bigfoot off into the pixelated noise that is our dirt texture for this week. Yay! Yeah, yeah everybody. The crowd said. Yeah, everybody goes wild, and and they lost another Bigfoot driver that night. <laughs> but um, yeah, the 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 music was like garbage, um, bluegrass, and so oh, it cool. was like imagine bluegrass done through an eight bit library. So it was like. <laughs> And it, it <laughs> cool. sounded it sounded bad and good, and yet also came its way back around to bad. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to love the game so much. I really wanted to love it because I loved monster trucks at the time. Aww. But oh my god, it sucked so. Poor bad. little kid, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I just remember both my brother and I trying that game and being like, "This, this is how you do it." This is horrible. I hate this. <laughs> I just wanted to drive Bigfoot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, but, I'll um, just get a hot the the Bigfoot Hot Wheel instead. That's way better. Yeah, and it's yeah, like just a dollar. Run it down the ramp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just just run it down the driveway ramp. Um, but yeah, another one uh, that I really loved was uh, Bionic Commando because the music yeah. in Bionic Commando actually sounded like an action movie. 
It was like, it sounded like, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess the best comparison Not you can make ET. is. No, but, you know, it almost sounded like around the same time concurrently, you know, Vangelis was doing the video, uh, the, the synth um, uh, movie soundtracks for stuff like Top Gun and for like Blade oh, Runner and stuff. Sure. Like it sounded almost like Vangelis, you know, yeah, it was like, yeah. you were like. You were like legit into this. You were like, "Yeah, I gotta save this dude." With <laughs> he's got a slinky for an arm and a claw at the end, and I gotta get him the heck out of here. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it was good, and that soundtrack is half the reason I continued to play because sure. the actual gaming me- mechanics were like garbage. Because your character yeah. could like die within two shots, and then you had there was like this whole like base building aspect to the game, and. The only yeah. way that I ever beat that game was with a Game Genie. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Game Genie wimp here. Sorry. <laughs> Let me well, shatter yeah, the illusion like, out um, there for Radioland. The, uh, yeah, Castlevania 2 was the worst Castlevania game. Yeah. But what a great soundtrack. So, yeah, similar, similar uh, feeling there. Right, right. Um, another good... Uh, if uh, on, I, I, I've tried the various different streaming things, Spotify and, uh, Pandora and right. whatnots. Uh, I, I basically stick to YouTube these days cause you yeah. know, at least they get the ad revenue. Right. Um, right. like none of them are great, but this way they get ad revenue every time. Right. Um, but one that I found out through, my mini bosses station on Pandora was Vomitron. They're really good and entertainment oh, system. Cool. They're good too. Right. They're um, two cover bands that are like more just straight ahead metal and kind of, kind of synth metal. I'm going to have um, to check that so out. So you kind of feel like a dork rocking out to it, <laughs> but it's Nintendo music. So you should feel like a dork. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Those two are really good, and they both have a gazillion songs on YouTube on their channels. Oh, that's badass! Um, All right, yeah. I'll check them out. Vomitron. <laughs> it's just fun to say Vomitron. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, uh, enter- entertainment system is probably my favorite cover of Dr. Wily's Castle from uh, Mega Man 2, which is one of the best soundtracks. Yeah. god it is it is such it is so pounding and it is just badass yeah yeah just anytime you go right like yes do those yeah give me more of that bring out the 16th notes (laughs) yeah my uh my college roommate matt had a very great um observation that the reason that metal and bluegrass are both so good is it's like how 
how many notes can I play per second? That's right. the, that's basically what it is. It's like, right. yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Do more of those. Speed it up. Yeah. Um. God. Yeah, I'm gonna have to throw some of these links, some YouTube that's links, fine. into the hey, notes for this one. I will. Um. There are. Uh, let me think here. So we talked about the mini bosses. We talked about game over. Um. We talked about Vomitron. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any other uh, Nintendo covers uh, or cover bands. I will. Oh, I do want to mention this. Um, <clears throat> there was for a while. I wonder if they're still out there. Um, there was a uh, beyond just you know uh, rock and roll uh, heavy metal groups. Um, yeah. Just whole cloth recreating the sound of a Nintendo song. There was a whole um, group of folks out there that were, you know, little computer DJs that did um, the uh, Nintendo Overclocked remixes. And What's that? I wanna, you've never heard these? Um, no. All right. Well, I don't know what Overclocked is. Overclocked. Um, Overclocked. What's that mean? Sped up? Oh, my goodness. The site's still around. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> um, OC Remix. Sound like he just found a picture of puppies. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty close. Um, so ocremix.org. Oh my God. I thought these, I, I would have thought that like this wouldn't have existed anymore, but yet here it is. Um, this it's, it's a whole community of, um, video game nerds, uh, slash heavy slash, um, uh, DJs, uh, music artists, digital music artists, etc., um, that remix their favorite uh, video game music. And oh my god, uh, there's some from today. Yes. Oh my someone, god, I am. Yesterday, so, someone did so, King's so Quest excited Six. That they're still here. I'm so <laughs> oh excited that they're still here. God, I, I found remember these King's guys. Quest Six. I found this site back in um, uh, like 2002, 2001 oh, wow. to 2002. And yeah, click on music and look at the amount of remixes. It's <laughs> four thousand one hundred and thirty. Dear and, God. Uh, yeah. So some of them are good, some of them are not so good. <laughs> but I'll tell you, anything where usually if it's any of the ones that are um, from the classic NES era, um, they're amazing. Um, sure. I... <laughs> Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, The Chicken's Tale. <laughs> yeah. I have, um, <sighs> I have, uh, uh, like about thirty of these saved off from years ago that are in my um, music library. I actually just finished fixing my my iTunes music library so I could queue them up with Siri, but they are, um, the, the, these guys. And there, some of them are just like legit, like independent music bands, right? And obviously, yeah, yeah. you can't you, you can't put this stuff on on your you know album uh, without Nintendo coming after you. So they'll put them on here. Um, right. Uh, Super Buck Two is on. It should be on here, which okay. is uh, Estratosphere, uh, which is a jazz band. Um, they did um, a cover of Super Mario Brothers Two. And it's a I think you swing sent me jazz that band. one. 
yeah, it's a it's a jazz band doing Super Mario Brothers two in a swing style. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones as I scroll through here. I'm not going to remember all the names of the different groups, but um, it's it's really you're going there. You're going to ocremix.org to look for your favorite video game and then to see how many people lovingly have done uh, music remixes of it. I love that. And That's fun. There's a man. lot. There are a lot. I. I honestly had no idea. I, I thought that it would have been gone by this point, but I'm so excited to see that it's still there. I got to see if they have a SoundCloud or something like that. So I could just check out, um, or like a, like a playlist or something like that. So that I could just hit infinite loop and, and, and see how many different versions of, uh, the legend of Zelda people have done oh, a cover God. of. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's where a lot of my, um, video game uh, covers, uh, MP3s and, and music knowledge came from way back in the day. Oh, okay. Is people coming out of the woodwork to upload a track onto ocremix.org, which is not a that. thing. That's not a model that you see anymore. That was a thing years and years ago, like late 2000s, yeah. early 2010s, uh, was, you know, user contributed music portals. Not so much a big thing anymore. I'm right. so excited to see that these guys, uh, that this site is still running like that, though. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It all kind of got shifted over to YouTube and SoundCloud. Um, right. Yeah. Spotify. And not so much like just a message board, basically. I mean, looking at that right. site, it's basically a message board, except instead of. With, it's a know, message board your, and a track upload your, option. Yeah. Your toxic opinion about the the one percent of difference you have with the person you're trashing yeah it's uh it's just here's a song the yep. end right exactly that's great good yeah. for that i love that good for yeah. that skip you, the Dan, garbage go click just through uh, org, and everybody else listening should do it as well Spe- uh, I made specifically thing, search for the, the mega end. man ones Search for the Mega Man ones. The the, oh, the yeah. guys that do the Mega Man remixes and covers are uh, they do them with love. It's so much love. They're oh, so yeah. freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Mega Man, Contra, Castlevania, Punch yeah. Out. Like you can't do a bad copy yeah. of it. Like they're just they're so rock solid. If it's still on there, they're I so found good. one of the tracks on uh, my iTunes. Um, it was called, and you may have to search for it there on on the site. But it's um, uh, "Crashed Band," uh, the Crash Man cover by a. Um, it was like a like an outlaw country style uh, oh, okay. country band. Yeah, and and they covered da 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 da. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and and the the high parts, they've got a mandolin and a fiddle playing it. Oh, uh, and it's, cool! It, it somehow works. It's amazing. But yeah, it's they got they're doing oh, it on the that mandolin. Rules. And the fiddle. That's going in the yeah. show notes for sure. Yeah, it's buried in there somewhere. You just got to dig for it. It's crashed band is the the crash man remix you're looking for. Okay, but yeah, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. Um, so yeah, uh, I need like, I need, uh, what is it called? A soundboard where you have samples, audio samples. I just yeah. need a button of Mr. T from be somebody or be somebody's fool going. That was great. I like that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. 
yes. We got to figure out a way to to bake that into the uh, podcast. That was great. Some way, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, oh, anytime man. that you and I make a mistake, we need to have uh, recouping in there. <laughs> yeah, or absolute Chris. <laughs> recouping one out of one, Doctor T's recommended. <laughs> um, so I'm going to. Uh, eloquently transition us into um video game music and i'm gonna talk for a minute here about some really weird ones but ones that i like a lot Um, okay one of the strangest songs that has stuck in my head for the rest of my life uh has got to be um it's it's this song from SimCity 4 and uh, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick here. Um, but it sounds like the music that would play behind like a National Geographic documentary about like suburbia or living in the city. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the name of it. Uh, so I'm going to shamelessly do a dig real Epicenter. I think that's okay. what it's called. Um yeah, listen to Epicenter off of the SimCity 4 soundtrack. Um, it, it totally... Okay. You'll listen to it and you'll be I'm like... I'm assuming that's when an earthquake hits the city? No, it's it's oh. just this it's just this amazing <laughs> song that it, it sounds like... It sounds like you'd be sitting down to watch like a Discovery Channel special about life in the suburbs with Morgan Freeman narrating it. Like there should be, there should be like, you know, narration over it. It's, it's, it's amazing and weird because it pulls from this weird, like years and years and years of watching uh, documentaries. They somehow nailed the sound and the feel of uh, documentary music in the SimCity soundtrack. I don't know how they did it, but they did a really freaking good job. Anyway. So. Cool. Yeah, Epicenter off of the the SimCity 4 soundtrack. So dumb. I didn't realize they did sequels to that. My uh, my friend Mike had SimCity on his computer, you know, in like 1995 or whatever. Right, right. And after band practice, we would go upstairs and play it. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know they did. So that must have come you, out, what, like 2000 or something? Uh, Yeah, early to mid 2000s. Yeah, you better damn well believe that Will and I uh, played the hell out of those games. Um, <laughs> sure. Will and I were running back and forth between our computers with USB drives going, I added a new commercial district. I added a new residential district. <laughs> Will, Will, wow. played it, Will played it uh, longer than I did, and he reached a point where he was like, I mean, less than a like D style like like less than a god but more than a king 
Like he he had <laughs> he he had mastered SimCity Four because the cool thing about SimCity Four was sort of a, they, an Alexander the Great Genghis Khan kind right, of right, right, self declared yeah. godhead yeah, or something like Rise of the Roman Empire type of thing. He he had <laughs> he had figured out how to how to get the regions. Um, there in SimCity Four they introduced this thing where each city could be connected to each other on a continent. And so certain cities could feed utilities, resources, and even styles of districts to the other cities. So you could do an entire like uh, city map that was a commercial and industrial district. And then you could have a series of highways that fed out of that area back into the suburbs. And what Will did with it, oh my god. It was like, I reached a point where I was like, yeah, I'm uh, like, you know what you're doing. At this point, I'm just going to watch you play. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> it, it was amazing. And it's entirely unsurprising to me that he went into urban planning. <laughs> the, there so, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, That's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that... That song, Epicenter, is so freaking good. I, 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 I just, you know, I listen to it every once in a while when I, I need a nostalgia trip. And all I think of is, you know, somebody like, you know, um, uh, like Lawrence Fishburne or Morgan Freeman over the top, you know, like, and here you see as the residential citizens return their way home, you know, or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I also, um, I spent... My, I, I'm just going to keep going unless you want me to shut up. I can, I can let you take over if you want. No, um, no, no. All, uh, I, all I have left to contribute is uh, the 1991 uh, Japanese-only video game uh, Yume Penguin Monogatari, which is where you're a fat penguin whose girlfriend is kidnapped, and you have to take diet pills to slim down. And if you eat, <laughs> if you eat snacks instead, you get fat again. And uh, <laughs> It, depending on how thin or fat you are by the end of the level, she might leave you f for her kidnapper. Oh my God, this is amazing. I love it's, it. Uh, it's it's uh, every kind of toxic. It's terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, that's... that's, that's it's completely up and horrible. down the scale, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, my... Uh, that same college roommate, Nat, he had a... Uh, he bought a, a Nintendo... Dream? No, Sega Dreamcast. What was the okay. Nintendo Cube? GameCube. Uh, the GameCube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he, because someone gave him a uh, a CD that had every, that had ROMs of every NES game, <laughs> and we would sit there oh, and cool just play any Nintendo game you could think oh, of. So much fun. It was on there. Including ones that were never released in the U.S. We're like, what right. the hell is this? <laughs> oh, this is terrible, but what a right. fun game with a right. bunch of bad messages. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna talk about modern But I don't remember the music, so. For a minute, and, <laughs> and um, the, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hat tip a, a, a handful of artists. Um, so I graduated from engineering in 2008, uh, I had basically by that point spent all told like nine and a half years in college because I did my English degree and then I tried my best to get my law degree and that didn't work out. So I 
went back and I got the engineering degree afterwards. And um, the the year after I got my engineering degree, I had gotten um, a job and, and I had a nice day job and an internship that later turned into a regular job. But I spent every waking moment that I was not at the job after I graduated in Fallout. Um, oh. <laughs> just playing Fallout 3 because there was nothing I wanted to do other than not be responsible. I had spent mm. so much time for so long being so responsible and yeah. I kept putting it off and I put it off and I put it off and I put it off and I graduated and I got my diploma and I got an Xbox 360 and I put in that disc and I was like, I live here now. I, right. I live in Washington, D.C., in uh, the twenty-two uh, hundred, in uh, the the year twenty-two hundred, um, and I'm going to scavenge everything. And that soundtrack to, to, to the guy who did, um, I'm, I'm sure he's done other ones, but the guy who did uh, Fallout Four, Fallout New Vegas, and Fallout Three is this guy named uh, Enon Zur, I N O N Z U R, and. Um, he did this style of music for Fallout that had become uh, popularized um, in the early 2000s. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, uh, one second here. What is it? I'm trying to remember the... the uh, what is it? Solaris. That's it. I'm trying to remember the, the soundtrack composer for um, the guy who did the soundtrack for Solaris because he also did... Yeah, that's it. Cliff Martinez. So there's this soundtrack artist, Cliff Martinez. He did the music for uh, Traffic, which was a star-studded movie in the early 2000s. He later did oh, the music yeah. for... He did the music for Solaris as well. Um, he's got a, a bunch of great... Um, he does very <laughs> ambient soundscape music. Uh, but it's, it's, the type of, it's the type of soundtrack that puts you on edge um as you're watching the movie and you're not 100 percent sure why and it's primarily just because he's having the orchestra move back and forth between major and minor chords and every oh. once in a while he'll he'll put a percussion instrument in and he'll let them pluck you know a string or something like that and it it puts you on edge it makes you feel uneasy it's not yeah. an easy thing to listen to um and uh, so this dude, uh, Enon Zur, he, he took the same approach when he did the Fallout music. Um, and it's the same thing where as you're walking through the radioactive wasteland, if you don't have the Pip-Boys radio on, you hear this dude's amazing soundtrack. Now, if you do have the Pip-Boys radio on, you get nothing but 1940s hits. And it's amazing <laughs> because it's, it perfectly contrasts and it's just... It is just wow. like chef's kiss how good Fallout is because you're either in like you're you're you know either as a care as a video game character overwhelmed by the horribleness of it all or you're listening to a radio broadcast from a vault that has been stuck in the uh, 1950s ever since the vault door closed. And so that all they're rules. playing is, you know, like, bingo, bango, bongo, I'm so happy in the Congo, I refuse to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, that reminds me of uh, 
um, the Jack Benny Show podcast, uh, Buck Benny, the guy who runs that. Okay. Um, every Halloween, he yeah. will post the War of the Worlds, the uh, the hell yeah, the Orson Welles radio play of right uh, War of the Worlds. And the last few years, he's done something really cool, yeah. where. Um, if you listen to it in the left with both channels playing left and right, it sounds yeah. like a mess. But what he did is he put in one side, the left or the right, whichever, right, on one right. side, he does uh, War of the Worlds, the full broadcast. And on the yeah. other side, it's what was playing on another station, like the other big station. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, that's and so neat. because they were saying... Um, most people who turned in missed the first couple minutes where they said, this is fiction. It's not real because they were listening to, I think it was Guy Lombardo. Okay. Um, And, and so you can, and so you can switch from left to right and left to right. Right. Um, Or, you know, take one earbud out and put the other one in or whatever. Right. Um, And and recreate the experience of changing radio stations that night. That's so cool. Right, right, right. Like you're switching, you're, you're switching, uh, yeah, like you're turning the dial. Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, neat. But I just think that's really cool. But, it, but that reminded me of that. The uh, You can either have something tense and terrible or right. this, uh, hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, um, you know what else that guy did? Um, what's that? Enon Zor. Mm, what's it, what else did he do? Big bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> you know what though? Video game composers, <laughs> you know, they got to stay employed, man. <laughs> that was like his. That was uh, according to Wikipedia. That was his yeah. like fourth job. That's hilarious, so, but entirely unsurprising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big bad Beetleborgs. All right, Boy, so that's, that's one I forgot about. I swear I'm not going to spend the rest of this podcast being a uh, shill for Bethesda Softworks, but um, I play a lot of their games. Um, the <laughs> other one, the other one that I I absolutely love to the point that it's I guess embedded in my music DNA at this point is the uh, soundtrack to Skyrim by uh, uh, Jeremy Soul S O U L E. So the thing that I think is really 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 cool about his entire soundtrack is that he found a way to take the aggregate feeling of the soundtracks that uh, Howard Shore wrote for the Lord of the Rings trilogy and turn them into incidental video game music for basically you, the player, to live in um, the Middle Earth, right? Now, admittedly, Skyrim does not take place in Middle Earth. It takes place in Skyrim, and there's an... It's all tar- part of the uh, Elder Scrolls uh, universe, and there's <sighs> multiple Elder Scrolls games before this that set it up. But like, yeah, thematically, I think we all though, know that, Aaron. Yeah, thematically though, <laughs> Skyrim comes about four years after all three Lord of the Rings movies came out, and so the mania for Lord of the Rings was still very, very high. And when that trailer hit. Uh, the first time uh, that the trailer came out for Skyrim where uh, you, the player, can um, run up and 
hack and slash and slay the dragon and then and then soak in and absorb the dragon's soul um i mean i think everybody that watched that trailer was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> you know i want to play this game now holy crap you know and it was 100 percent um bolstered by like that that original trailer for skyrim would be nothing without the dragonborn theme behind it um uh, which is just like i mean the, the jeremy soul took every note from the howard shore playbook and he put it in there there's giant timpani drums in the background there's a chorus that is humming things rhythmically there is oh, yeah. full brass and strings uh, they build and build and build right up to um, th- there's the, there's something being sung in like you know fucking Norwegian you know <laughs> you know and it's like watch that trailer and then later on you can't play that game without versions and variations of that music playing when you slay the dragons and i'm here playing this game 12 years later on the nintendo switch on mute and every once in a while like you know at the end of the night i'll you know uh my wife and i'll sit down and watch tv and and i think i'm on like my fourth playthrough of the game and every time even with the thing on mute, the dragon shows up, and in the back of my head, I hear, and I'm like, "Yes, I'm gonna slay the dragon again!" You know, uh, it, it, it's and and it's the music is what did it. It's really the music did it. Um, it's it's just insatiable. It's so good. Um, but yeah, um, I love that. Honorable mentions to StarCraft. Um, and, and Warcraft, who kind of oh, okay. uh, paved the way for um, uh, that kind of synthwave feel uh, that's now uh, a part of the, 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 the synthwave um, uh, music movement. Um, honorable mentions to Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy, whose um, music has been turned into symphony and orchestra uh, like full band pieces and done far better than the original 8-bit music could ever do um, both uh, here domestically and internationally um, I'm trying to think of other ones um, <clears throat> I, I'm a big fan of the Command and Conquer music that's uh, but you know that's just me it's i i think there's only like 50 people out there that ever played command and conquer but uh, man we're so missing out oh like, oh i think i just uh, found one holy crap okay oh, okay stop presses um <laughs> <laughs> joris demand uh, uh j-o-r-i-s space lowercase d-e space m-a-n who did aloy's theme 
for Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh my god. Okay. Um, just astounding. So the premise for Horizon Zero Dawn is um, you show this, the, the, the original trailer, it shows this um, young redheaded lady who is all armored up and she kind of looks like a, a Viking or a barbarian or something like that. Like you, you would almost expect by looking at her that, you know, maybe she would be, that you're about to play a, um, like a, you know, Northeastern European Vikings game or something like that. And yeah. they follow the character around and she says something in the trailer where she's like, and all of that changed when the beast started to behave differently. And they pan the camera to the beasts and the beasts are all mechanical electronic monsters. Um, oh, they are. They I thought are they were going to be in a Dixie Lane band. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that's when the that's when the banjo starts. <laughs> um, but they they're all simulacrum of like you know, uh, real mammals and and birds and stuff like that. But they're many times larger. The game hmm. is jaw dropping. Um, I think anybody that's played Horizon Zero Dawn has come away from it going, oh my god. Uh, I just I just played the most amazing movie. Um, <laughs> but Aloy's theme and the variations of it um, are so captivating. Uh, they they feel... They, they, they have the same um, epic feeling that uh, like uh, a movie like Avatar has, you know, or like um, a Marvel movie has, where uh, they the the way that they uh, cue the the in game music to accommodate uh, battle scenes and amazing hooks in the storyline and the character learning how to develop certain skills and stuff, it is so organic and it's just it is a shining representation of how far technology has come it is, it is a fucking amazing huh. video game um Neat. last one i'll throw out is um uh, uh jasper i think his name is jasper kid uh he's the guy who did the soundtrack for uh red dead uh redemption oh okay sequel, red dead redemption 2 so this dude that's one i i played i'm like yeah the, I, i'm i'm as we're talking i'm just like wow i have not played a game since like 1999 but i'm like oh wait no i played that one that's what yeah I know. <laughs> yeah and and the thing that i absolutely love about the video game soundtrack for for red dead is that um it feels like if you took every um uh ennio morricone uh soundtrack and mm. you put them in a blender and you poured out the best bits. Uh, that's what he captured. Um, okay. I've got uh, like four that we use um, in our. We have a. My wife and I have a playlist that we play instead of playing the in-game video game music whenever we play games together. And there's four songs from um, uh, Red Dead that made their way into our rotation just because they are so good. Um, <laughs> Let me awesome. see if I can find the best one to suggest here, uh, because there's this one that perfectly captures the feel. Hold on one second. I'm looking in the wrong location. Uh, here we go. Um, where is it? Da, 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 da. Trigger, trigonometry. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's so pounding, but it is so like uh, you make it, it. It's five minutes. It's nothing but five minutes of pure uh, spaghetti western soundtrack style music, and um, it is just energetic and fast paced the entire way through. They used it. They use it for any time that um, the main character in Red Dead is um, getting on his horse and going after the bad guys or the good guys. Um, and then they would use it any time that there would be a uh, that you would be um, jumping on trains. That was another part. God, that took me so long to figure out how to get the um, hijack a train mechanic down because you had to get the oh. horse lined up just right. And then you had to hold down, like, the lean and the jump and the brace button all at the same time when you jumped to the train cars. And I... Oh, interesting. My, yeah, my, my poor guy fell off so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then the, the guy behind him would be like, you missed the train! It's like, oh, shut the fuck up, I know I missed the train. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I think I've run out. Um, oh, you know what? One more honorable mention to uh, Borderlands. Um, not for the in-game music, but for um, the opening uh, cinematics. Each opening cinematic for a Borderlands game uh, has featured some of the best... Uh, just most bumping songs and they they helped my wife and i uh come out of the uh mid 2000s with our uh, music interests <laughs> um the the first game opens with um ain't no rest for the wicked by cage the elephant and it's a very oh, okay. fun and it's a very happy song and then the, the, that's so that's the first game and that kind of establishes the tone for what Borderlands is going to be all about um, and then the second game they come back and they they shift the paradigm of who's technically the hero and who's the villain um, and they open it with uh, short change hero by the heavy this sure. plays mono hero and yeah yeah we included that on the, uh, the yeah last year's mixtape yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like I like that song or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we gotta each... do a mixtape this in a couple months. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah, I guess we're coming up on one soon. Second um, anniversary? No, yeah, second anniversary. Yep. And then um, they did a uh, they did a, uh, a trailer for uh, the pre sequel, uh, Borderlands the pre sequel, which is a story that fell in between uh, one and two. Um, and that oh, okay. trailer used uh, used "Come with Me Now" by the Congos. Whoa! Oh. Come with me now. I'm cool, gonna okay. show you how. Oh my God! It's like <laughs> these guys. They had they had they knew exactly how to line up this very uh, 
cartoon comic book panel video game with the right music to yeah. hook you every time. And uh, <laughs> yeah, um, awesome. You know, that's actually something. If you'd like, Dan, I've got. Um, let me send you the link for the playlist that my wife and I use uh, for our um, anytime that we play video games. Uh, we use this playlist, and I'll send it along. It's got a lot of video game music in there, but it's also got a lot of, like, um, I don't know, real-life music. <laughs> uh, like like other music that's been pulled from, you know, other sources other than video games in there. Right, I'll, right. I'll include that, and if people are ever interested, I'll, they can check it out. But it's uh, pretty much a summation of uh, two decades' worth of um, uh, nerd rock. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, I've run out, and I know I I just completely went for a little bit there, so I do apologize for taking over. No, no. I uh, like I said, uh, once we once we got into this millennium, yeah. um, uh, my video game experience just kind of uh, evaporated. It's oh. weird. I just I never play computer games or video games. And like even on like a phone app, it'll be the stupidest, most rudimentary zombie thing. Like match three things. You have uh, make it just like just dumb stuff. No, I don't. don't I don't even have a Twitch. Uh, uh, well, I got nothing. You need a wiggle, man. Um, (laughs) Nintendo wiggle. That's the latest. I have a tick. Oh, that you need to go (laughs) clean off. A spasm. But no Twitch. Peroxide will take that off. Um, I don't have a okay. Twitch or a. Sw- oh, I might have a Switch. I'm gonna end this with uh, the most deep cut, uh, but it does tie back to video games and video game music. Um, okay. Okay. We'll start with uh, the video game Half Life, uh, which I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah, remember that I, one. Yep, it's a it's a first person shooter, kind of spooky. It set the standard for many years for uh, alien uh, encounters in video games. Uh, yeah. It's still kind of the Half Life Two is still kind of like the the gold standard for um, people look back at it and they say, fifteen years on, this game is still like eerie and how good it is. Um, someone somewhere found a Half Life Two fan fiction. That had been written by, like, a little kid. You I, told me that this is also on the playlist. Did I do this on the playlist? It's on the mixtape. Okay. okay, all right. Do you want me to continue on, or should I nah, we, just tell... Nah. Okay. For reason a Blender, the John Freeman remix. Go yeah. YouTube it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can search for it on YouTube, or you can yeah. find it on... Uh, if you look up Like O-Rama Mix CD 2021. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's last year's playlist. It's so good. Last year's mixtape. John Freeman got his computer shut down and went on the platform. Normal (laughs) people close. Oh my god, I love it. It's so stupid. It's so banging. Oh, I love it. (laughs) It Um, is banging. It is banging. Um, slamming. Yeah, I don't have anything (laughs) else. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, oh that man, was... that was one of the most nostalgic yeah. episodes oh, that we've done of this nonsense. Trip. Yeah, 
Man, yeah, I, I sometimes I just, wonder listening to these songs. I'm like, if I didn't play this when I was eight, would yeah. I like this? I can't. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm, right. I'm. It's lodged in my cerebellum or something too hard. Some kind of brain thing. I don't know, man. Come on. Ugh, Locked in my back. brain cage. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a little rectangular slot somewhere in the back of my brain that's <laughs> the exact right size for an 8-bit cartridge. Right. Nintendo style slot. Yeah. <laughs> you have to blow on the cartridge and then shove it into your uh uh You know what? It's it's the it's the that um, gap in between the left brain and the right brain. Uh, that's yeah. got a, uh, a Nintendo cartridge reader in it. That's and when just, Mega Man, when you jump, right. uh, when when Mega Man jumps between the left and the right hemisphere, and yeah. the gate goes... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the whole song. The whole game in the soundtrack holds for a second here. And I remember how to drive now. Okay. <laughs> right, right. Yes, and uh, yeah. Once that transition, yeah, yeah, exactly. I have, my follow-up wasn't half as good as yours, so I'm going to shut my amper. Um, do we want to do I'll anything else, or just sing it out? Yeah, just tell me to close it. Wrap it all up right. and tell me to sing the song. This was fun as all get out, and yes. I'm assuming that most of you folks out there in podcast land have played some of those games. If you haven't, go play them, or alternatively, just go search on YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or whatever for the soundtracks. Um, I I will particularly, I'm not going to close out without just saying... Um, Jeremy Soul's uh, Skyrim soundtrack is, if you listen to one thing from this entire thing, actually, I'll say two. I'll say, uh, one, go listen to the Skyrim soundtrack a second time just to mm-hmm. live back in Skyrim one more time for nostalgia purposes. But two, more importantly, go to ocremix.org and, and give those guys some love because yeah. those guys have been doing those uh, kind of techno video game remixes of um 8-bit 16-bit you know everywhere in between uh video game music since early 2000s which is when i discovered them and that is an awesome community support so go check them out ocremix.org that's terrific yeah yeah it seems like the place you could lose a day yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a analogous to like a wiki hole. Yeah, go go enjoy an afternoon of. Uh, uh, I don't have any meetings, but I have to sit in my desk until five o'clock. Uh, all right. Do that. Um, all right. That's a good episode, Dan. That's a nice, solid, good episode. Why don't you sing us out, man? Do 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 do